0: On your Wednesday episode of Locked On Raptors, we take your mailbag question. Should the Toronto Raptors look at Dylan Brooks? Who's going to come back next season as the most improved Raptor? Plus, some very, very, very silly questions from the Locked On Raptors Discord. we get to all that with the wonderful Katie Heindel of Diamond Basketball Feelings. Let's get to it. Thanks for hanging. Oh, like because I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of
1: mess. You are Locked On Raptors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome to another episode of Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Wednesday, May the third, and I am your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the to Toronto Raptors now for nine seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on Twitter. If you're still on Twitter at Woodley you can follow the show on Instagram, Locked On Raptors, and the place to be is the Locked On Raptors Discord, baby. We got over 50 sickos in there talking about fake trades, Zelda Tears of the kingdom very soon, the Blue Jays, the playoffs, everything in between and of course the uh, mailbag questions that you'll be hearing on this show largely come from the discord as those wonderful folks are getting priority baby so jump on in the link is in the description come hang out in the Lockdown Raptors discord as well please go subscribe to the show for free wherever you get your shows either on YouTube or on the audio podcast platform of your choice today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit same with your vehicle so for parts that fit head to eBay Motors and look for the green check stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com, let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, as our guest takes a massive lug of coffee, slug, swig, I don't know, slug, a massive slug, glug, uh, some sort of one-syllable word to describe a big old sip uh it's katie Heindel of dime basketball feelings gaming society the whole bloody internet here to take your mailbag questions katie how the hell are you
2: i'm good i can't help but laugh when you say let's ride and think about eric gordon in the rockets rodeo (laughs) night clip that lives forever in my head let's ride
0: Let's uh maybe get on the horn with our pals over at eBay Motors and Eric Gordon. Let's like maybe we can work as the intermediary for an endorsement deal there. That would yeah. be lovely. Um, I'm good. Katie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm good. <laughs>
0: We're not here to talk about Eric Gordon or Cowboys. Uh, We are here to talk about mailbag questions who the wonderful listeners have sent in. Uh, We have lots from the Discord, of course, so jump on into the Discord. You will get priority on your questions going forward in there as those are the people who love me the most. And so thus, I'm going to take their questions first. Um, Also, I just like being in there more than I like being on Twitter. So uh, there's that as well as I... Uncomfortably reposition myself as I'm always in pain and always hurting. No, I didn't. My body just hurts all the time, Katie, and I'm constantly readjusting because I am in horrible shape. And this rainy weather is keeping me off my bike, and that makes me sad and uh, in pain all the time. Anyway, we're not going to get into my personal feelings or matters at the moment. Let's get some questions, shall we? Let's start, Katie. The news of the day yesterday in the NBA was out of Memphis, as Dylan Brooks, under no circumstances, will be returning to the Memphis Grizzlies' Pershams gerania The question from the Discord user G-Rex from the Six is, thoughts on Dylan Brooks? Saw Raptor's Twitter. Uh, there were a bunch of fans who were interested in him. I believe the Raps need to stay clear of forwards who can't shoot. <laughs> Uh, what are your thoughts here? Do you agree with our pal G Rex from the Six? Or do you think there's perhaps a match made in heaven between the Toronto Raptors and, of course, the Canadian who was from Etobicoke? I'm pretty sure. Mississauga? Mississauga uh, Dylan Brooks. I, don't
2: I, think Mississauga. I, think, I think
0: Mississauga is accurate. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on a potential Dylan Brooks marriage between the Raptors and, well, Dylan Brooks?
2: Um, my thoughts are exactly in line with this question asker. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you and I were talking a little bit about this before we started, but um, the shooting is obviously an issue. I think there was a piece um, beyond uh, (laughs) Shams, like very brief piece about it uh, in the Memphis paper Hmm. where they were talking about how um, the dismissal also stemmed from his desire to play, to have a bigger offensive role on the team and the team Mm -hmm. being like, well, to do that, you'd have to have an offensive role now. So that's not really going to work. And I think, you know, he wouldn't really solve any of the Raptors problems as you and I said before, when you've kind of got a vibes problem, if you want to call it that, I don't think you want to bring in such chaotic, potentially chaotic vibes Mm -hmm. uh, as Dylan Brooks, as we saw him kind of flame out this season on his own. I don't know, alter ego. He was really trying to create for himself. (laughs) saw that come full circle in just the worst way possible. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't... Um, his heel, The heel turned into the Achilles heel for his team. Wow.
0: That? Katie, this is why you're one of the best writers in the game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I know that the first blush whenever a player from Canada becomes sort of available is, what if the Raptors got him? We don't need to do that all the time, right? Like, it, it's just sometimes the fit ain't right. And I really don't think the fit would be right here. I suppose... The case for it is you bring in Dylan Brooks, he's a bench player for you, which, you know, he's probably not accepting that role considering the reasons it seems there's a, a rift between him and the Grizzlies that is irreconcilable right now. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're bringing him in and asking him to play a bench role, you know, if he plays ball and wants to do that then maybe his defense and his, like, secondary shot-making sometimes is helpful. But the thing is, while sometimes he'll hit hard shots, Katie, he doesn't hit a lot of shots, period. Uh, He, over the last uh, couple seasons here, I'm pulling up the numbers, let's see, uh, his true shooting percentage for his career— is 51.2%, well below average. He does that on absurdly high volume for a guy who's as bad a shooter as he is. (laughs) He had a 22% usage rate this year, 29% usage rate last year. Of course, a lot of John Morant injury stuff to work around there, but like... A lot of usage and not a lot of points coming off of said usage. He shot 32% from three this season uh, on 9.4 attempts per 100 possessions. You think you're upset with Fred Van Vliet bombing away and missing? Guess what? Dylan Brooks is worse and more ill-advised <laughs> with his misses. And then you get into you know the just the overall sort of energy he brings – like, I don't know what kind of team needs a Dylan Brooks. Maybe it's a team that's a little closer to a title that needs a little bit more just, like, fury and anger and chaos. But I don't think that's where the Raptors are at right now. The Raptors have to find some sort of copacetic feeling within their own locker room first. And I don't think Dylan Brooks coming in is the answer to that. And the last thing is, like, you don't need another reason for LeBron James to want to ruin your team either. Yes, we've had, we've enough had enough of enough. that. We're we've good. Like, no more. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Let's I am go think
2: going to karmically invite that into our lives.
0: I agree wholeheartedly, Katie, and I also just think too, like the money, that it doesn't it's probably not non-starter anyway because
1: mm-hmm. I don't
0: think Dylan Brooks is going to like accept a, a meager offer. He seems like the type who fancies his own talents, and I'm sure some team out there will pay him. Maybe it's like the Pistons or the Rockets. Oh my god, the Rockets. <laughs> Oh, that might be what it is. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, (laughs) James Harden, Dylan Brooks, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. Just playing ball together. Boy, throwing chairs across
2: the locker room again.
0: Yeah, Tillman Fertitta, beside himself. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, the money, they're going to have their mid-level exception to work with, probably. They might even be in the tax, so they're working with the taxpayer mid-level, which is worse. I don't think they'll be in the tax, but that's a possibility with the amount of business they got to do this summer. And I don't think you're getting Dylan Brooks in the door for uh, less than, you know, the the mid-level exception. Like, Mm -hmm. he's going to probably be a little bit higher than that because he is an all-defense level player. You know, like him or not, he's a very good defender, and some teams going to pay for that, I think. And I just don't think the Raptors are going to be in that business. they got too much of their own stuff to figure out, and he just does not fit in anything what they need right now at all. Um, Katie, we're going to continue on. We've got more questions that we'll get to momentarily here. Before we do that, however, a word from BetterHelp. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. And look, therapy is something that's hard to dive into, right? It's hard to sort of reckon with, you know, not really knowing what you want, not really knowing yourself fully to make the proper decisions in your life. But therapy is there to help you gain that self-understanding and become a better you. It's really easy to get caught up, for example, in what everybody else needs from you, and you never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule and you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge you never know maybe it's not the right fit the first time out no problem you can switch and they're not going to charge you anything extra find more balance with better help visit betterhelp.com slash locked nba to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help help.com locked at nba go check them out All right, we continue on here. Your first listen of the day. Thanks, as always, to the everydayers dropping. And if you are an everyday listener of the podcast, let us know in the comments. And uh, we will put you on a list and we'll mail you some presents because uh, you deserve some sort of compensation for making the deal with the devil that is watching me every day. Uh, (laughs) Let's uh, continue on with the mailbag questions here, Katie. We got one from our pal Freddie Revis from the Confederacy of Dunks podcast. Regular, excellent question asker on the show. And this one is, development isn't linear, et cetera. But what do you think, who do you think comes back next year a better player in the most significant way? Katie, interesting question from Freddie, apparently very important question for the Raptors as they look to pull themselves out of whatever morass they found themselves in this year. Who you got?
2: Uh, I think it's got to be, and I do think it's going to be Scotty Barnes. Mm-hmm, but it, mm-hmm. I, it, it needs to be. It's really necessary. I think he knows that going into off season. I think he's back in Florida right now, hopefully taking some downtime needed Mm -hmm. downtime. I think to decompress, to really think about what it is he's going to work on and just like take time away from a sometimes tough season Mm -hmm. before you get back into it again. But I do really think it'll be Scotty. You and I talked about this a lot on the last episode when we kind of went through his seasons, pros and cons. Um, Yeah. And I, I don't know. I trust, I trust that it will be, I think that's probably been made clear to him just by, looking back and being pretty self-reflective and my guess is also in exit interviews with messiah uh, and bobby
0: yeah i think i'm with you you're right that it's the most important one to the like, guy, guy to come mm-hmm. back better um this whole thing is still it seems based on the idea of you overlap scotty's early prime with pascal and fred's late prime fred we'll see you know that's i think a little less certain but pascal i feel like is going to be back mm-hmm. uh and if you overlap that you know, it requires Scotty to get to that place where there is a prime to be overlapped with, right? And I think, you know, he's not going to be a finished product as a player in the next one, two, three, four, five years, right? Like, it takes these guys time. We were talking about it yesterday with Howard Beck. Like, some of these guys, you look up and it's like, oh, year seven, year eight, they're finally breaking through in a really tangible, meaningful way. And so I think you had to temper your expectations a little bit with Scotty, but I do think his acknowledgement of the conditioning element that, to me, was a really important thing to hear at the end of the season because mm-hmm. it was clear all year long. He didn't have the juice to go full-bore Scotty mode for four quarters or even two quarters or three two and two and a half, three quarters in a game. It was, I can do this for the fourth quarter, just go sicko mode and destroy everybody and take the game by the horns, but I can't do it consistently. And, you know, I think there's got to be a bit of a reimagining of how he's used within the offense and all that stuff too. And I think a new coach is going to be – I think we're maybe sleeping on... How much of a change and a obviously we don't know who the coach is going to be, but I do think we're sleeping on just what a difference it could be to bring someone in who's not Nick Nurse with different messaging, with a different style of play they want to enforce, uh, and a bit more of a structured offensive system where guys know where their looks are coming from. It's not this sort of read and react, you know, each possession. It's sort of is this new choose your own adventure book type thing. It's a hey, like we have a plan. This is how we're going to execute. It. This is how we're going to play offense. We're going to run it through these sort of core actions and play. Of that, I could totally see that unlocking Scotty to a new degree next season as well. Um, it's massive, like, they need Scotty Barnes to come along relatively quickly here. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to put on a guy, but I, I still think I'm so tantalized by the peaks of his play when he looks really good, he looks unstoppable. That to me is what gives me a lot of belief that he's going to get closer to that peak. Next season with a good summer of offseason work and conditioning and, and again, a reimagining of how he's used within the team. Um, you know, I, I think maybe sort of a bit of a riff off this question, Katie, is there mm-hmm. another player on the team who has like a specific skill who you think they develop that, and that can be like a massive game changer of how the Raptors play. Like I think Pascal's three point shot, obviously, um, really comes to mind here. But is there something else that pops to mind of like, ooh, if that guy figures that out, oh boy, like this could really change the fortunes of the team going forward?
2: Um, there's something with Precious that I still wonder yeah. about. You know, yeah. um, I mean, there's a, a bunch, but I think if he can nail being more of a reliable offensive contributor. Like I won't even say on what, because I, mm-hmm. I I don't know for him because we haven't seen it enough. Mm-hmm. Um, what he's most comfortable with, what seems like a realistic growth goal mm-hmm. for him in that area. But it would be great just because of his size and, you know, athleticism, his ability to get to the rim when he wants to. Um, the Raptors could use a lot more of that consistently. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you pair that with, you know, if we're talking about Scotty Barnes, conditioning. Um, I think that could be like a really great duo, whether they're, oh, yeah, whether that's like Precious joining off the bench, whether the two start sometimes. Like, I don't, I, and I do think that your coaching point will also lend well to that development mm-hmm. because I think, you know, that was one of the biggest criticisms. Or, question marks maybe that mm-hmm. the front office had when it came to a disconnect in the coaching staff of like why aren't our young guys developing this is always what we've been known for and yet sure. they're really lagging um, and that's something I I don't think Precious really got a fair shake this season um, even not even in the times he was playing it just it seems like whenever he hit the floor there wasn't much progress from the last time he hit the floor
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, so yeah I'd like to I think there's something there I still really believe it uh, so that is very intriguing to me
0: I'm with you fully there. Like, I think, you know, Nick Nurse multiple times this year was like, yeah, Precious isn't a center, and then rolled him out as a center. And it's just like, I go to McDonald's, I'm like, I don't like the Big Mac. I'm going to get a Big Mac. Like, what are we doing here? Like, it's it's ridiculous. You're not setting yourself up for happiness or success that way. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I I think, you know, I, I really believe in the idea of, like, wing Precious being the pathway for him just because of, his switchability on defense, the way he can kind of go across all the wing positions and the guard positions pretty seamlessly. And I think there's still like a small ball center role for him and it becomes even more effective if he can get back somewhere closer to what he was as a three-point shooter at the end of the 21-22 season right like that's the swing skill if Precious is a 35 percent three-point shooter it's a totally different ball game because he unlocks stylistic diversity for them right he actually unlocks vision 6-9 as it were in a real way because we he said we 6-9. weren't going to talk about I know it. <laughs> I'm supposed to bleep it out I'm sorry I'm not supposed to say that word anymore um but you know I think he unlocks that vision six nine idea of all these guys are similarly sized. They can switch across a million positions. They can scramble. They can do the whole thing because he actually does bring rim protection to some degree. He actually, um, you know, brings rebounding to some degree and can kind of counterbalance the stuff that maybe Jakob Capertle doesn't bring and you can have multiple looks to close games with like how different would the play-in game have been if you could have played precious achua down the stretch in that one like he just he wasn't in right form and so you couldn't do it but there was a way around like that when gary Trent jr was not good there could have been another option there in the form of precious if precious were the player that we saw at the end of 21 22 if he can recapture any sort of you know fragment of what he was that year Things are really different, and and Precious could have a massive impact on how the team plays. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's quickly get to another Scotty-related question here from our pal Ben Chapman in the Discord. Uh, What are the odds Scotty is a no-brainer max rookie extension guy after next season? I think they're a lot lower than they were 12 months ago. Um, it's weird that this is already a thing that is bearing down upon us one year out extension time for Scotty, but well,
2: it's not, um, we're making, we're making it, that it is, yeah, we don't
0: have to make it a thing, but it is, I think an interesting question. Cause I think after year, year one, it was like, yeah, no brainer. Obviously he's going to be a max guy. I still think he's trending towards that. Like a rookie yeah. max is not made the same as a veteran max or anything like that. It's not like a exorbitant amount of money or anything like that. It's like, like 25% of the cap or something. Um, so I don't think it's you know, I think it's still very much on the table. Do you have any, I guess this is, has your confidence waned in the sort of upside of Scottie Barnes after year two? I think I've made my thoughts on this pretty clear. I don't think it has. I think he improved in a lot of areas this year, but where are you at with the idea of Scottie still being in line to be sort of that core piece who they build the whole thing around going forward?
2: I think even if it has waned in terms of like his play this season, Mm -hmm. um, you can't, as if the franchise can't really renege on, I think the verbal promise and, Um, just the good faith promise that they've given Scotty Barnes Um, because, you know, he still is one of the highest draft picks and I will say like the highest thus far successful draft pick that the team's ever had. He still is, you know, he just, it was, it's literally only been two years. So I don't think there's enough evidence to say like it's not worth it. Um, Also, when you look at the way the team might shake out this season and then in seasons to come, just with guys kind of um, new, probably you're going to have new players coming in. I don't want to say aging out because I don't, mm. they're not decrepit, but like <laughs> there has to be a, a line of ascendancy mm. and a plan after they're not really having been a Easy plan for with the two succession seasons. Succession references. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so all that to say, yes, I think um, they're going to offer him that because mm-hmm. it's really what they promised him. And honestly, like, why wouldn't you? It's like you sometimes got to, you got to, God, I'm sorry. You got to bet on, you got to bet on people.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's too early to know. Like, sure. Guys flame out guys, Marker, Michael Carter Williams themselves out of big money after great starts to their career and all that. I don't sense Scotty is of that ilk of player. He's extremely naturally talented, and I feel like it's going to come together here. And hey, the nice thing is if you get to the end of next year, and there's no extension that you want to feel comfortable throwing down, uh, no worries, because there's another year, then he becomes an RFA. You have all the rights and the power and all that stuff anyway, because Mm -hmm. the way the NBA structures it leaves no power to rookie players on rookie deals as far as maneuvering their way out of town or anything like that. And I think any sort of concern about Scotty Bolting is way premature as well, so Mm -hmm. we're not going to worry about that Mm -hmm. right now. We're going to come back on other side katie round out a few more questions and let me tell you they're silly the last segment we're getting weird baby uh we will do that in just a sec before we get into those questions however just a reminder locked on leafs is your daily toronto maple leafs podcast tough loss in game one to the panthers last night but mike and dave breaking it all down wonderfully for you over on the locked on leafs youtube channel and on the various podcast feeds so go subscribe locked on leafs your team every day
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, Katie, let's round this thing out, shall we? Let's get to a couple more listener questions. And I, I told you, they're silly. Uh, this one here comes from Duncan in the Discord, who asks, is Nick Nurse the kind of guy that doesn't return his shopping cart to the cart corral?
2: <laughs> it's a lo- You can tell a lot about a person. You can or doesn't do this, right? Mm -hmm. Grocery
0: store etiquette is like a thing I take extremely seriously.
2: Yeah. Who also Mm -hmm. might even grab a stray one on the way Mm -hmm. to the corral if you seem to pass it Mm -hmm. and bring it in. Um yeah, I would say in his trajectory as coach, uh championship season, bubble season, yeah, that he's he's probably returning his cart. Mm Uh from then on. (laughs) No. Just
0: a bunch of stray carts strewn about. I think Nick Nurse, not only do I question whether he'd return his cart to the, the cart corral, I question almost like, is he the kind of person who walks up to the deli counter and doesn't take a number and just expects service? Yes. Like a, you got a number? No. No. Capacolo right now. like yeah. it, it kind of feels like Nurse's vibe to me. Um, let's get to another silly question. Also from Duncan. Duncan, bring in the silly today. Asking, how spicy is spicy pee on the Scoville scale? For those who don't know the Scoville scale, it's uh, like an exponential rating of spicy foods uh, based on the Capscason, uh quantity that you'll find. Uh, Katie, are you a spicy foods person? I don't think we've ever talked about this before.
2: I've gotten better. Yeah. Um, like I will put you know sriracha on eggs pizza now mm-hmm. i didn't mm-hmm. used to do that uh i don't mind like a slow a slow build spice
0: sure sure you know
2: especially in your indian food mm. um yeah i think but like no i'm pretty i'm a wimp i think yeah <laughs>
0: uh i i'm i'll go for the, the the heat uh it's uh you know i always pay for it but i enjoy it very much so I, I i make that bargain much like you make the bargain to have to look at me every day to listen to this podcast Shout i out want you, to the everydayers um, i wish
2: i wish mm-hmm. i knew the feeling of like this right. um adds to the food yeah something yeah. about this is as added to the experience instead of for me when it gets really hot it's like it just mm-hmm. blanks out the food
0: yeah, you don't want something that totally mutes the rest of the flavors and okay. makes you feel miserable, right? And I think that's honestly sort of why Indian food is maybe the best food, is that the spice is always complementary to the flavor, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to our cooking podcast. Uh <laughs> The so here's like a, a bit of a rank, ranking of peppers on the Scoville scale as we really do some off season content here. Uh, top of the pops, pure capsaicin is a 16 million on the Scoville scale, very, very high. Don't put that on your tongue, you're not going to enjoy it. Uh, Carolina Reaper is the highest level pepper they have on this website, uh, cooking.com or something, uh, spiceandlife.com. That's what it is. Um Carolina Reaper, 2.2 million. Trinidad Scorpion, 2 million. The Naja Viper, 1.3 million. You got Ghost Pepper, a million. That's where you now you start getting into the stuff that McDonald's will put into a sauce. Uh, you got the Red <laughs> Habanero, 500,000 on down. Uh, where are you kind of slotting in here? He feels like he's higher than like a Scotch Bonnet at 325. I don't think he's quite Carolina Reaper. We going like Ghost Pepper here for for Pascal Siakam?
2: I had Ghost Pepper in my head, maybe just because I'm familiar with it um, before you you ranked them. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see him bump up a level to whatever was above Ghost Pepper this season. Give me
0: a Trinidad Scorpion, baby. Yeah. That like that's I think he's at Trinidad Scorpion when he's at like full heliocentric hub of the offense. Everything flows through me mode first half of this season, I would say first 10 games before he got hurt and everything felt shit. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, uh, Trinidad Scorpions is ceiling. He probably is around ghost pepper in his day to day, which is, Hey, no, no, not, not bad company. That's a, yeah. that's a, it's a very spicy pepper over a million Scoville units. You'll, you'll live with that. All right. Um, Thank you for the silly question. Another (laughs) silly question. This one comes from Bearded Enviro from Twitter asking, Which Raptors would you want to go on a hiking, fishing, camping trip with, assuming you could find tents tall enough to shelter NBA players? I have a tent hack I want to share with you. Uh, Do any players have a vibe that pairs with a specific park or destination? Mm -hmm. Um, Wide-ranging question here. Hiking, camping, fishing. Multiple different parks, land versus sea, landlocked versus ocean park. All of this stuff, Katie. um There's a lot to dig into. What are your sort of raptors woodsman talk uh, thoughts here?
2: I think uh, Scotty would be up for it. Mm-hmm. In the way that I often talk myself into, you know, every few years being like, "Yeah, I like I'm, I want to go camping again," and then I do, and mm-hmm. I'm like, "It's not for me." <laughs> but I always, I'm like, you know, I'm. Slow amnesia. I'm like, I want to try, try it. There's good mm-hmm. parts to it, so mm-hmm. I think Scotty would be like that. I actually can. I can't see. I could see Gary um camping in a like a nice trailer.
0: Yeah, he's glamping. RV set up sure. yeah. or
2: like a yurt where they do mm-hmm. everything for you. But I could actually see him getting really into fishing and just like the
0: quiet mm-hmm. sort of
2: mm-hmm. solitude of From it. From Minnesota. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Fred is kind of like your begrudging. Like, didn't really want to go, but then once he does, he's the only one that can get everything to work. He'll set up the tent. He's going to, like, get the camp stove out properly, right? Like, he knows how to do all the gear, whereas you're, the yeah. gung-ho person is, like, who wanted to do it is just, like, this is beyond me.
0: He's my dad taking me and my little brother camping when we were kids and doing yeah. everything.
2: Because he's the we one that's like, fools. we should do a little <laughs> drainage ditch over here in case it rains. So the water, oh, yeah. goes. he's like, take stock of like the elevation of the site. He's putting mm-hmm. tarps up over your picnic table, your tent, just in case, right? Mm-hmm. He's got the whole system down pat. He's um, got those
0: bungee hooks just in a little compartment yeah, in his car in for his an car. emergency. They're yeah, in his car.
2: Yeah. He's a dad. Pascal, I can't see you doing it, period. No,
0: he's, a, he's a beach man. He's a OG resort two. man. Nope.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, thank you. Mm. Thad, like also kind of dad vibes. I feel like he yeah be pretty prepared. He'd, he'd come through with like a sad but good camping meal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and you're kind of just making do with what you have. And you're like, I don't want to eat any of this stuff anymore. Uh, he messes it all <laughs> What's together. What's a different way feels- I
0: can present this hot dog? Hot dog, or, yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> hot um, dog
0: campfire burritos, courtesy of yeah. Fat Young.
2: Honestly, yeah. the rest of the team is coming up a hard no for me, so...
0: Yeah, I mean, they can't even handle five minutes of action on the floor without falling over themselves. I don't think the wilderness is going to be uh, really suited to Malachi Flynn's talents or anything
2: I could like see that. Otto being into hiking.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah
2: I mean like maybe a day not. trip. His, is
0: that where he lost his toe, was on a hike? No. <laughs> <'Cause>,
2: uh... <laughs> no, post-recovery, I can oh, see him being into it. That's
0: his rehab for his toe injury is <laughs> long hikes just uh, for mm-hmm. uncertain terrain. Boy. Um, yeah. Camping. Love camping. Uh, (laughs) where am I going with this? The question's over. Uh,
2: (laughs) What's your tent hack?
0: My tent? Oh, right. For tall basketball players. So look, people have been living in a box where it's like my tent, just two people. Let's get a two person tent. Uh, my wife and I, we have a six person tent. (laughs) It's great. It's taller than both of us. We get in there, we put our little air mattress in there, and there's still so much room to meander about, stand up, get changed. Uh, A little lamp in the corner. We could even have a table in there if we really wanted to. And it doesn't cost that much more than a two-person tent. Six-person tents for two. That is my hack for everybody out there. That's just free. You can take that. um, As this Raptors podcast is quickly veering off the rails uh let's maybe get one more basketball question in before we round this one out katie um this question here comes from uh psychic also from the discord it's a fun one also a little silly who would you rather have right now on the 2023 24 or sorry 22 22 23 raptors mm-hmm. prime vince carter or prime tracy mcgrady can't have both no there can only be one cousin
2: Geez. Um well prime, both of do you get the prime mentality too, where they're both kind of disenfranchised with a franchise or just mm, yeah, apart? I mean
0: <laughs> I guess like McGrady never really got to his prime until Orlando. And he But
2: McGrady and McGrady's the one who said who has since said like if we stayed.
0: We, we would have won, won championships. Yeah. Which hey, um, the early 2000s NBA was no great shakes. They're probably true, right there. True. <laughs>
2: I mean, I'll probably be nostalgic. I I really love Tracy McGrady, but I'm going to say Vince.
0: Mm-hmm. I think um look, both would be welcome sights on the Toronto Raptors, right? Like a individual sort of creator go get their own shot, can shoot threes,
2: mm-hmm.
0: novel concept. I think I probably go prime T-Mac cuz I think prime T-Mac was like a next level very good defender mm-hmm. um and i think having him and scotty barnes play off of one another i feel like the number of like incredible connections between scotty and tracy mcgrady would just like that that's like a wonderful bit of like on court symmetry i think mm-hmm. um and i think i trusted mcgrady i mean maybe i'm totally talking out of my butt and saying he's a great <laughs> three-point shooter um Let's see. I, I seem to recall him being excellent at shooting threes. Yeah, uh, 34% career three-point shooter. At his best, he was around 38 or so. So, you know, early 2000s level good for threes. High volume as well. 7.7 attempts in 3 04 with Orlando. That's what you want to see. Um, and we're not getting injured Tracy McGrady here. We're just getting prime Tracy McGrady. I think I'm going prime Tracy McGrady because, boy, did that team need sure. some scoring. And that dude could yeah. just go get a, get a look off in any situation. What a good player tracy mcgrady was man (laughs) um damn shame he left katie uh that's gonna do it we'll leave it there thank you so much uh katie for coming to hang out and answer some uh real and serious and also very silly questions thank you to the silly question askers and the the legit question askers as well again the discord is where you want to be we will prioritize questions out of the discord jump on in uh the link is in the description so please go and do that It's super fun as we hang out and talk ball and do fake trades and all that good stuff katie anything you want to promote for the good people out there before we leave
2: I might be writing something today, mostly for myself, but other people can use it if they want to. Tips and tricks for getting into the Suns Nugget series, which I keep forgetting is going on.
0: <laughs> I mean, All I, I the can be a for that if you want, because I love that series. Okay. A nugget Nugget Sico, sicko. Who, I
2: cannot ooh. get into it. It's good. Yeah. I know it's technically good.
0: But mm-hmm. I don't
2: have the same level of care and interest as I do for the other three.
0: I think that's probably fair cuz the other 3 series feel close whereas this series feels like an uncle messing with their talented but it's not even overmatched that to me. nephew. I forget um, about
2: both teams equally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a, a devout no, uh, Nuggets and Jokic supporter right now, mm-hmm. so I uh I can't get on board with you there, but I will be your source for why it's a good series if you'd like. Feel free. Okay. You know my number. I do. Um, we, can, <laughs> we can sort that out offline. Any Everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. Please go subscribe to Basketball Feelings. Post, pointed the wrong way on the screen. Go subscribe <laughs> to Basketball Feelings as I point to Katie. Uh, I'm really bad at knowing the direction on the the video feeds uh, for the audio people. You don't know what's going on. That's fine. Um, yeah, go subscribe to Basketball Feelings. I'm a paid subscriber. I cannot be more recommendative. I don't know. Make it up words now. Listen, you'll read basketball feelings for the good words. I don't have good words. That's why I do a podcast instead of write. Um, so go do that and support the show by subscribing, following, rating, reviewing, all the good stuff. We're uh, on all the apps. We like reviews. We like... Uh, comments. We'd like all your support and uh, that'll do it. We'll be backing in tomorrow as Jamar Hines will be on the show. We're going to go through the back end of the Raptors roster and determine whether each guy is part of the solution going forward or not. We're about to get real mean to some bench guys, baby. So you have that to look forward to. And uh, Vivek Jake will be along on Friday as well for his weekly appearance. Katie, you're going on vacation after this. So we'll see you in a couple weeks. Have a wonderful time. We Thank will you. miss you dearly. Um, and we, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you when you're back. Uh, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for hanging. Bye.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.